0: Welcome to This Sustainable Life. This is Joshua Spodak. I'm here with Jonathan Hardesty. Jonathan, how are you doing? Good, good, man. Glad to be here. Now, we've been talking for now 20 minutes, and maybe we should have recorded it because it was really exciting conversation. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny. I'm just going to comment it first. I think when most people say artist, I don't think you laugh a lot more than I, my stereotypical imagining of an artist.
1: I think so. I think that's really true. I, I, I do.
0: I heard you in a conversation. I've been watching a bunch of your videos of you teaching and you going on other, you're on a whole bunch of videos of people who host stuff on like how to create art and mm-hmm. how to focus on different aspects of art. So right. I think that helping others must be a big part of what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I forgot what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. You said I laugh a lot more if that helps remind you. You know, you were saying I laugh a lot. Like,
0: oh, you were saying that there's a lot, like whatever type of person, there's an artist like that. There, there's no there's artists who like wear polo shirts and artists who wear jackets and ties right, and artists right. who dress like hippies. and. That's right. And so you're in that world. Yeah. That's the case, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, it is. It really is. Like it's, I mean, you will tend to see people, you know, like uh, an, somebody that does architectural drawings, right? They're probably not going to come in smoking pot with, you know, dreadlocks. But, but then the second I say that (laughs) somebody works for an architecture firm and they, you know, and they're just like, I just love perspective, dude, you know, and they're like, you know, whatever. I mean that, you know, you, you just don't know. It really, I like that about artists because we all sort of speak the same language when we're talking about the visual side of things and how to make it work and all of that, but you'll get varied people. I mean, just varied people, but, but it does tend to bring out your personality though. So I always tell my students like, you can't hide from me what you're like when, especially when they first start with me, what your personality is like, because I can see it right there on the canvas. I can see what you're doing and I can see whether you're afraid to take risks or whether you tend to want to control things too much. Or like, you know, when you see, I mean, the simplest way to say it, it's much more, it's much more subtle and nuanced than this, but like, let's say you see someone and there's like the ghost of 25 lines and it's erased. And, you know, then they've got this one line and it took them 25, 28, 40 tries and they kept erasing it, redoing it, erasing it, redoing it. That says something about them, right? You know, that says something about that, like perfectionist side or whatever, you know, they might have. And so you'll see that, but even with like with certain layers of a painting, right? So when a painting is wet, when you work what's called a la prima, it's like wet into wet. You work like all at once while the paint is still wet. Well, you have to put down a layer. And a lot of times you'll have to place a stroke over top of it and you've got to nail that stroke. Like when it's wet, if you don't nail it, you got to do the whole thing again. So it'd be like a cake, like putting icing on a cake and you ice the cake and then you decorate it. If you screw up that decoration, you can't go back. Like you got to re-ice the cake and stuff. So that draws out certain personality traits, right? So somebody that's more of a risk taker, I'm a little bit more like that. I like to, I like to, I'm fine redoing it and i i want to get that one stroke that that one student somewhere will say he did that in three strokes like look at that you know because that's what i get excited about too but then you'll have other students who are much more controlled and they're usually better at drawing when when this is the case like keeping things in the right place and and drawing but they will tend to put it in with thin layers and build it up really slow so it's very controlled and so all that comes out it's it's fascinating but you get all types of people and That's where there is a lot of discussion in the art community where people will say, well, I do non-representational art, Oh, I do representational art, or even in smaller groups, they'll say, well, I, I'm a realist or I'm a naturalist or I'm whatever, you know, like there's all these like distinctions people want (laughs) to try to make. And for me, I always just say, look, and and a lot of people want to say, well, a painting isn't exciting if it's not loose, if the strokes aren't aren't bold and aren't flowing and aren't, you know, and then the other side's like, well, that looks out of control. And your drawing is, is not good because it looks so sloppy. And, you know, for me, I'm always, I always like to evaluate it based on the intention of the artist and try to learn something about how, because it's really communication. They're communicating the way that they like, they can't help but communicate the way they are like a musician through their choices and through all of that. So I like to learn from that and how is it effective? Like, does it, does it give me insight into who they are? And, and that's fascinating. And, and, you know, maybe I can explore that side and see, maybe I have a little bit of a wild side, or maybe I have a little bit of a, you know, a control freak in me, or maybe, you know, I don't know. So there's lots of different artists and, and it comes out in a different way, but there is people try to make a pecking order out of it. And for me, I always say, man, just learn from everybody. And, and if you really like art, it's like, if you really like music and someone just starts banging on a trash can, like, you're going to stop on the side of the road and be like, this is cool. You know, if it sounds good, it sounds good. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, so that's the way I view art, but there, there are all types of people and, you know, I mean, certain types of people, like there are certain traits that tend to show up, but, but it's varied, man. It's varied. It's cool. But I do laugh a lot more, I think, than.
0: Than the average artist?
1: Yeah. I, I think like the average person I do, I.
0: With the average person or the average artist or both?
1: Well, the average person I probably, <laughs> I do too, but the average artist for sure. I do like artists tend to be a little bit more. This is super in general, of course, but like they tend to be more insulated, like and definitely not super gregarious. And you see this like when you go to at least the type of artists that I hang out with. They tend to be less gregarious, and like when there's a there's a an event or something like that, or like at Lightbox, which was like this Lightbox Expo that there's all these different artists that are doing illustration and stuff like that and you can kind of see it when everybody walks around they're kind of just like it's not super some people are really super shy but others will just be they'll come up to you too and be like oh i've i've seen your your stuff you know like oh it's it's good i you know and i'm like hey come on i'm like come here look i'm like i'm painting something right now come back here and grab the brush and and try it out. And they're just and they're like,
0: awkward and timid or... Right, nervous. right. And
1: I, yeah. So I love that because I'm not... And I ask them what they do. I'm like, well, what do you do? Show me what you do. I'm like, well, let's sit down. We're sketching. You know, that's the way I am. I'm just like, I love that. I love that side of it. So the teaching is a, is a natural side of that for me. It just kind of comes out. Because honestly, because I like to learn. That's why I like to teach. And and that's the way to keep doing it.
0: I hear what you're saying through the lens of uh, mastery. That I think hmm. when you have a, an, something that expresses yourself, which... You're describing visual art, but there's sculpture and there's music, and you talked about music, but there's also sports. Like, no one else does what Michael Jordan does the way Michael Jordan does. Correct. That mastery is a process of when you begin, before you master it, there's a mix of what you want to express and not knowing how to express it. Because you don't know what fingers to put on which which keys, and you don't know what the language is. So you have to start with all this repetition and rehearsal and practice and doing it how you think and then getting it right. And you gotta learn your muscles so that you can express through your medium the way that right now I have no conscious awareness of how my tongue and lips and jaw is moving to talk. Right. And I suspect that I suspect I'm probably better at talking than you are at painting, but you're a lot closer now than you were before.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: there's no doubt, man. There's no. I'm just expressing myself through the right. words. I, there's no. I'm right. not thinking about what word to choose. I'm not thinking about how to say it. I'm just saying it the way I feel like it. The intonation is just all automatic. Mm-hmm. And then when you get when you practice enough, before you practice enough, you're like, "What if someone sees the real me?" And then later, you're like, "I want someone to see the real me." Right. And you realize that that's what the art is. So if someone's realist or representational, non-representational, abstract expressionist, their pres- that's the medium of communication, a subset of, say, painting. Right. But really what you want, in an, what I want to see in an artist is an expression of something that's true, in an, an artistic right. true, right. that I have not seen in expressed that way before. And then when right. I see it that way, now I learn something more either about myself or about the universe, or about humanity. That's right. That's right. And as long as it's, befuddled by technique and I, Mm -hmm. and they're struggling with that or that's part of it, but that's not universal. That's right. That's right. I don't, I'm like, okay, I want to come back when I, it might be great craft. Like if I want to buy a chair, there's art chairs and then there's functional chairs. So if I'm going to like the chair I'm sitting on now, I don't want like, I don't know, maybe it could still, there could be overlap, but I'm not looking for like a chair that's like art, but I recognize that there are chairs in art museums
1: that's oh right exactly exactly what what I always say is technique is the vehicle for expression yeah so
0: and you have to practice and rehearse and that's learn right. and learn that's right. and sweat and and get the calluses and right all of, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly callus on my finger from when I was rowing oh
1: nice man that's a good one.
0: Or not callus, but pop blister, I guess.
1: That's a good one. You always know when you shake somebody's hand if they like if they've got some metal, like you can kind of feel it on their <laughs> on their hand. Like if somebody's like a farmer or something, you shake their hand, yeah. you're like, okay, somebody works, you know. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. <laughs> Minor so soft. On my <laughs> on all this environmental stuff, and once I had on my podcast Dr. Joel Furman, who's he wrote this book, Eat to Live, which is a super best selling book on uh-huh. vegetarian stuff. I I don't know if he's oh, cool. strictly vegetarian, but it's certainly I mean, he is, but I don't know if he pushes Mm -hmm. vegetarian, but he's certainly, Mm -hmm. anyway, I invited him to come here, but he ended up inviting me to his place in New Jersey. So I take the bus out there and we're recording in his basement and he fed me and I was like, this is amazing food. I I was like, I'm pretty good with food, but he's been at it a lot longer.
1: That's awesome.
0: And anyway, so we're sitting there recording and at one point he just points at my hand and he goes, look, see your hand, see how it's yellow. You can't see this on the video, but it's, he's like, that's from all the phytonutrients. And I'm like, that's amazing because that's something you can't fake. You can't like right. have your skin yellow because of. And my niece's right. and nephew were like, why is your hand yellow? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's a problem. <laughs> and then he was like, that's from all the fruits and vegetables. And then he goes, what's all the calluses from? And I was like, and I said, well, that's from the lifting weights and from rowing. And in like right. seconds, we'd uncovered these things that can't be fake that you can't get calluses right. except from doing things right. like that cause calluses. And you can't get yellow skin from the things that's that, right. And that was one of my favorite interviews. I mean, we're talking about mastery, but it's really, it, it's something exposing something about my lifestyle. That's exactly I'm trying to look for the word It's unfakeable, but there's a, another word. It's
1: I think honest is that's what I always tell my students. I say, listen, they always say, well, how do I develop my style and stuff like that? And I say, well, the good news is there's no one like you, like you're just you and no one's like you. So if you just be honest and do it with impeccable ability, then you're good. You know, and and then Even if then, you try
0: to copy someone else, you'll end up right.
1: Right. And then but then the next question comes. They're like, but and actually this happens a lot with my teaching. And this probably happens with you too. When you're talking to people, it's like, well, what do I have to say that's worthwhile? They're like, I don't have anything to say that's worthwhile. And I'm like, that's not true. You know, and then we start talking about that. And I say, What your take on life is valuable, and that is valuable for people to hear it. And so they a lot of times people have to they have to go through the process of realizing that they've got something that they can say and that they want to say. And because they have things they could say, but they're like, it's not, it's not worthwhile. And I'm like, yes, it is. You know, I want to know. I'm here. I'm talking to you. Like, you know, I want to know what you think, you know, and show me on the canvas, show me what you think, you know, and it could be simple. It could be simple. You know, it could be nothing uh, like, you know, it doesn't have to be, the key to world peace or something, you know, like it, it just, just be honest. And it's interesting. I really encourage my students to embrace on that mastery side to em- like you're saying, to embrace who they are and then run with it. Like I, I was just meeting with a student, actually the student lives in Texas. And so when I moved here, they found out they were like, Oh, you know, we got to meet up. And so we're going to meet up. And this particular student has autism and also has, I get I think it's pronounced dip- diplopia maybe that's right or wrong, but it's a double vision sort of thing where I'm not sure exactly. I didn't look into it or anything, but she was just telling me about it, but she sees basically double vision. And so she was saying to me, hey, sorry, if some of this is a little bit off, like I have, sometimes the diplopia is like hard, depending on the lighting and different things is hard. And I was like, you see double while you're doing this? Cause she's kicking butt. I mean, she's huh. kicking so much butt and doing so good. And I told her, I said, listen, cause we were talking about like what she, what kind of painting she's going to produce later on. She's building up the skills now and getting like her skill set and stuff. But I told her, I said, listen, I said, don't run away from all this stuff. Cause she was like apologizing to me for it and things like that. I said, this is amazing. I said, the fact that you're doing this, I said, I got whiny students that got all the time, all the money, all the supplies, everything. I was like, and they whine all day long. I was like, you're working hard. And I was like, you got all this stuff going on. I said, do a double vision painting. I said, do something that lets us see the world, how you see it. I said, and she also has, um, because of the autistic slant or side of things, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but but she does these patterns. Like she kind of feels like she needs to like get it out of her system. Like she does these patterns of very, very large and intricate shapes that she's drawing. And, and so she feels sort of guilty about it because it's almost like for her, I think, I'm, I mean, I'm putting words in her mouth, but like, I think for her, she almost feels guilty because that's sort of indulging that side. Do you know what I mean? So she's like, when I do that, I'm not doing my other work for John and I'm sort of indulging this side, which is not necessarily a, a good thing, you know? And I told her, I said, listen, I said, if you like doing those things and you have I said, throw them into your paintings later on. I said, there's no reason why you can't have 3D and 2D and designs and this and that. I said, you're going to create.
0: Like you should indulge in yourself. Yes. But I'm going to stop you. Yeah. I'm going to be rude, but. Go for it. Go for it. I forget. I don't know how long we've been on here, but the listeners and I want (laughs) to know. I'm going to, all right, I'm going to segue. So it won't be so abrupt. Yes. Given that you like to express yourself and it's valuable to express yourself in in areas of self-expression then you've been acting on your values for something environmental. So you've been having these midday breaks. But uh, before you say what you did, can you remember what led you to do the midday breaks? What in the environment motivates you?
1: Yeah, so, well, first, when we talked about it before, we were talking about how I was saying it was a retreat for me, like like escape. And then we had moved on from that. And you kind of, it was cool the way you pointed that out because you kind of pointed out, well, you're talking about escaping something and going to nature. And you said, but you are in nature. Like New York City sewers are nature, you know? And and, I mean, I'm going to the extreme, but you know what I mean? It's like all of that stuff is nature. And so that's what sort of led, that was at least the initial thought that led me to say, I've got the environment right here and I'm not paying attention and I'm not doing anything. So my whole um, idea, and then I, I remember talking about the, in Pennsylvania too, when I lived next to the landfill, and uh, it was like this monument to trash, and I was like, "We have wells; we all have well water." And I'm like, "It was pretty far away from my house, but I'm thinking, what about all these people that live next to this thing? Like, they got well water. Like, what the heck? You know, who knows what's in there? You know." And so, anyways, all of that we were talking about, and I decided to uh, do that here. So, take a break, turn turn off the power that way. Which I'll, I'll tell you later was sort of for about a week and a half was unnecessary for me to do because it just wasn't there. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, in oh, Texas. But uh, yeah, yeah. then I wanted to just go around my neighborhood and the, the area that I live, the neighborhood that I live, the park that's right nearby, like start looking at that as the environment and start helping taking care of that. That matters to me. My kids go there, they play there. And anyway, so there was all of that. So I wanted to walk from my house to there, look for trash along the way, take that break, not have the power. And and anyways, that was what sort of led me to, to that. That particular choice
0: for that. And so, what happened? What specifically was your original commitment and how did it work out?
1: Yeah. So, the original commitment was middle of the day to stop, turn everything off. And I, and I was like, well, it was funny because the first day I thought, I said, well, does that count for my phone? I thought, I was like, well, but if I have my phone on, I was like, I'm going to have to charge my phone again. I was like, so I need to turn my phone off too. I was like, because then I'm, not, I'm still using the power. Like, mm-hmm. I might refill it later, you know? I was like, but I'm still, so I just turned everything off. I was like, okay, books. I was like, I'm going to go get a book and just walk down there. And then I thought, okay. And then it, the first the first day I did it, I thought, I told him I was going to pick up trash on the way there. I was like, it's not that far from here. I said, it's about, you know, like a five, 10 minute walk or whatever. And I said, it's not that far. I thought, is there going to be trash? And I said, so the first day I said, all right, I'm going to go down. And my kids said, we want to come with you. You're going to the park. And I said, come on, let's go to the park. And I said, listen, we got to pick up trash on the way. And they were like, what? I said, yeah, we're going to pick up trash. (laughs) They're like, okay. So they, they started coming with me. And I said, look, I don't know if there's going to be much trash. So let's start walking around the neighborhood. Well, we did. We walked around. I had so much trash Mm -hmm. from in my hands that I couldn't even, I was like, we have to go back and make another trip. That blew my mind, man. I thought so they have been there
0: all the time and you never saw it. Is
1: total, 100%. Like, and I'm telling you now, now it bugs me. So it's like, you ever have something where like uh, someone will point out that, I don't know, like a picture frame is off kilter or something mm-hmm. and you like can't look away from it after that. Like once someone tells you.
0: Yeah, like when you learn a grammatical rule. And yes. then you realize everyone's been breaking it. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, now I just stopped the car the other day because there was like a, a plastic... Like water bottle, you know, like the thing that that goes over top of the all the bottles, like the 24 or whatever, like one of those plastic things was like sitting right at the entrance to my like housing area. And I was like the neighborhood. And I was like, I had to stop and get it. I was like, let's go get it, kids. I was like, I'm going to because it bugs me now because and now I'm thinking, why are we putting trash? This is my neighborhood. I'm like, why? Why is there so much trash? Mm-hmm. Like and it's not like you would go out like you wouldn't really see it like, you, you know. I, or I think you, you could not, you could choose not to see it and it would be fine. But, but when I really started looking for trash, I was, I was shocked, man. Like the first day we did it or the se- second day we did it with my kids, I saw cigarette butts everywhere. And then I had the choice. I was like, okay, well, I was like, should I pick up these cigarette butts? I was like, you know, COVID. I was like, whatever. I was like, screw it. I'll wash my hands. I was like, I want to, I'm going to pick them up, you know, because I didn't bring a bag. I didn't like bring anything with me, like a paper bag or something to like put it in or something. So I was like, I'm just going to pick it up. I'm like, what's the point? And then I'm going to go, what, get a plastic bag and add to the trash? I'm like, let's just pick it up. So we were picking all that stuff and the kids were doing that. And we found like half of Iron Man mask, like broken or something. We found like, I mean, there was so much stuff. And I'm like, where is this stuff coming from? I don't understand where it's coming from. And so anyways, it blew my mind because I thought in this five minute walk to the park, I'm not going to find, I was like, I'm not going to find that much trash. I was like, my neighborhood's not. And like, and it was every day, every day. Cause I'm like, okay, well the trash comes once a week or something. So it can't just be that. It can't just be the trash truck, like dropping stuff or whatever, which that did happen the day after. That was another thing I realized too. The day after the trash came, I was like, look at this place. It's like all messed up. The trash truck comes and It's all strewn everywhere. And, you know, so I noticed that, but but I was shocked because every day there was something. It might've been six like water cap bottles or like a water bottle or like, like, or whatever, but there was always something. And that blew my mind. That blew my, I totally blew my mind and made me sad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I totally didn't notice it before at all. Zero, I didn't notice it at all. And it wasn't because I was being malicious. Like I didn't look at, the, look at things and say, I don't want to pick this up. I'm the type of person too that would, I've, I've had to forcefully make myself like, you know, be more organized and be like, I've had, my wife has been a great help with me in that. Like, it's not in my nature, but I'm working really hard to try to, well, you know, you were a victim of that, you know, when I, off my phone in our original <laughs> yeah. meeting you know which i'm sorry by the way but but i am working on it just so you know I'm, <laughs> what is you referring to is
0: like this is a this is the second time we scheduled this recording yes, we missed the first one; yes. it was his birthday and he, okay yeah i turned off
1: my phone at the beginning of the day and i was like i'm not gonna i was like i'm just gonna spend time with my family and turn off my phone and i was like and i was like oh wait what day is it i was like oh that, that's next week i was like that's next week so we're good and it wasn't it was it was that week <laughs> so here we are so yeah so you were gracious man you're you were good but but, you know, but I'm the type of person that walks over top of whatever the, the laundry or whatever. I, and I, I'm thinking about other things, you know, and it's not a malicious thing, but it still ends up being detrimental to everybody that's around me because I'm not thinking that way. So, but that's the way I tended to be. It would only be if the trash was like excessive that I would feel that I would look around and say, I remember like I played in a band when I was younger and we went into a lot of skanky like, like gigs. And, and I remember there noticing like no i don't want to touch the walls and uh-huh. i don't want to you know that kind of thing but it would have to be extreme but but man it, it that blew my mind and then i'm looking around and i'm just seeing I'm like this is one small neighborhood and i've got like probably a bags worth like a week like a ba- like a big bags worth a week of stuff that i could find and throw away which like i'm walking to this little park like it blew my mind blew my mind
0: okay so how long ago has it been? Was it a month now since we last? Spoke? I think it's a little
1: more than a month or something. I'm not sure. I just kept doing it, so I didn't really think about it. <laughs>
0: Your mind got blown the first time. I mean, yeah. are we still in the first week, or how did things? Yeah, evolve? this is like
1: the first week. Yeah. What happened the in the first next week. couple weeks? Uh, the next couple of weeks, it was it was fairly consistent. Although after I kind of did that for the first week, there was a little bit of time in like the second and third week or whatever, where after I would like the day after trash day, when I would do it, mm-hmm. I noticed like, I was like, well, there is a little bit of a difference. Like after I do this, I was like, there's a difference, you know? So me and my kids, and this is the fascinating thing. And this is the cool thing. So I would do that, you know, after lunch, I would go and do this and the kids would usually come with me and, and some, there were a couple of days it was freezing and I was like, all right, let's go, let's do it. You know, a couple of days it was, there was snow, you know? And so I was like, well, I can't see any trash. I'm gonna, I couldn't see anything because it was, snow everywhere, but, but there were certain, there were a couple little things, but I couldn't, I couldn't see much, but then it started seeping into, even with my kids as well, it started seeping into everywhere else we went. Right. So then we would go to other parks and and I was just like, like you had mentioned, you kind of subconsciously just, you're just picking up trash when you walk. Well, that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. And I actually just did it. We went to this park yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I took the kids there and so I'm walking through and I just grabbed something and and I, the people were looking at me weird. I was like, what are they and I was like, oh, they're looking at me weird cuz I picked up that thing to throw it away cuz they were like, what the heck? What's he doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And cuz I had a bunch of trash in my hands and I just but I didn't really even think about it. I just thought, oh, I'm at a park and there's trash on the ground, I'm just going to pick up the trash. And my kids started doing it too. So they were like they were like, you know, look and then they started saying probably the second week that we were doing it, they started saying, look at this dad look at this. What is this? Why is this here? And this, you know, that's gross. Or look at, you know, and, and they started saying all those types of things. So it started affecting them as well, which is really interesting. And they now they just do that. They went to the parks and they were just picking up stuff and throwing it away. And that's cool.
0: What would you have thought if someone said to you two months ago, before we ever spoke, you and your kids, how about picking up garbage together? Right. Would that be something (laughs) that you would think would be, would that appeal to you or would you think that was bizarre
1: I would think it would be weird. Yeah, I mean, like to be honest, like if somebody said that out of the blue, like I mean, if there was no context and they just said, "Hey, well, you should do that," I have picked up trash with my kids, and I'd be like, "Pick up, pick up trash." I'd be like, "What? What do you mean? Like what?" It would be weird. It would be like, um, you know, I don't, I don't even know. It would be like, uh, "Rub your hands on 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 building walls or something with your kids," or you know, just be something it's random. It wouldn't, yeah. Right, right. It would just be. So it's funny. It is funny that way. But what also. I mean, this This concept always comes home as a dad. Like, I mean, just every day I'm reminded of this too, of how my leadership of the kids and my choices, not like I feel the weight of their future and their sort of, not their future, that is true. But when I say future, I mean, who they're going to be in the future is what I mean. I feel the weight of that by the choices that I make. And so these things that I... If I don't value the right things, I'm not passing on the value of the right things. And you, and like we've talked about, you don't, you don't pass on the values by talking about it at, alone. You do talk about it, but you have to live it. You know, I can't say, be nice to your wife, to my son. If you have a wife, be nice to your wife. And then treat my wife like garbage. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do that, you know? So like whenever something like this happens and I see them respond in kind and they're just like, yeah, let's pick up some trash. Let's do it, you know? I'm like, man, I should have done this before, <laughs> you, know? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's that weight. I feel that weight of, of leadership and, and you just have to do it and then they'll do it. You don't even have to talk about it. You just go do it.
0: I'm going to mention that something that annoys me is when people tell me, Josh, I love what you're doing with your podcast. You get people to do little things. I'm like, I'm do not get them to do little things. They may <laughs> choose something little, but I ask them to share a value and then I give them a chance to act on a value. Big, right. little is secondary. In, in fact, irrelevant. Because if they care right. about it, if it's intrinsic instead of extrinsic, then they will like it for their own reasons. Yeah, you're you're going to connect with your kids more because it's you're expressing a value. This is your art,
1: right? This is right. Um,
0: what you do with art is as an artist, what you do, you express yourself in everything you do, and this is one of the things you do. That's right. So it's going to give them more of a way to connect with you. If I asked you, if I said, why don't you pick up some garbage? It's good, you know, it'll it'll uh, clean the world but I didn't connect it with anything. Mm -hmm. I might get compliance on something. Right. But you might say it's possible. I can't say for sure. You you might enjoy it and end up finding you enjoy it, but there's a decent chance you'd be like, kids, I got to do this thing. It's for this guy. I'll get back to you in a minute. And then they'd be like, I guess he's doing something he doesn't really want to do.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, my father-in-law, you know, he worked for actually the Atlantic City Rescue Mission and brought it back from, it was like, the ship was going down when he took over like a long time ago. I mean, he doesn't still do that, but when he did that at the time he took over and he would get donations and stuff from people and things like that. And one of the things that, and that, that moved him into sort of a, a lifetime of, of working with donors and talking with them and building relationships with them to raise money for different things. Like the, that was the lynx rescue mission and all that stuff. But when he would talk to him, it always, people would ask him, well, how do you ask someone for donations? And what do you, and he said, it, it has to be a personal thing. Like what you're saying, he said, it has to be, there has to be some sort of connection there. And, and that personal connection either with me or with, they've had family members that have, that have gone through this, like maybe their family or maybe they were homeless or maybe they were, you know, he said, that's how it works. And, and it totally you know, ties in with what you're saying because it has to be personal. It has to be personal. You've
0: been talking about what you've done. Tell me about mm-hmm. the emotions. What, what were the emotions going through you from when you first committed yeah. to it to when you first started doing it to in the middle of doing it to later doing it to not talking about it now?
1: Yeah. Well, the first day I didn't want to do it, honestly, because I was like, man, I'm really busy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm really busy. And I was like, oh crap, I got to do that. And I was like, oh man, but I, I was really busy. And like, it just has, it just happened that that's what, you know, I was like, I had a lot to do. And I was like, I got to do it, you know? So I did it. But so there were like the first two days I was like, it like was sort of like perfunctory, you know, kind of a thing, you know, where I was just like, all right, I've got to do this. And, but then I was like, this is nice. I'm sitting outside. This is nice. This is good. You know what? And then I was, like I said, I was seeing all that trash and stuff and, and then it was good. It was pretty good. And then, and then it became pretty easy because for that one week and a half, because everything, we had no power and we had no, we had no water and power. So we were just like chilling out with the family. I was like, Hey, let's go down here and do this. Or let's go out here and, do, you know, and, you know, so that, that part became Fairly easy. But then getting back to it again after that, I was like, oh yeah. And then a couple of, of course, a couple of the days when it was cold, I just didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like I just didn't want to go outside. I was like, oh man, I got to go out. I was like, I don't want to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: So people like nature, but only the way they want it.
1: (laughs) That's right. Totally. Totally.
0: And they're missing out the value. That's right. They think that by not going out when it's cold or rainy or whatever, that they're avoiding annoyance, but they're avoiding nature.
1: That's right that's right exactly missing out. that's right exactly totally and i agree i agree so when i saw that you were taking cold showers so when we didn't have power and the water came back on but the power wasn't wasn't working you know i was like i'm gonna take a cold shower i was like i'm gonna do this you know so i started i said with i was like so these pipes were we were having to keep our water running so the <laughs> pipes weren't freezing and so it's probably similar to probably how you feel you're in new york so those was probably get pretty dang cold in the winter, you know. And so I, I did it, and I was like, "Woo!" I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "But I did it! I did it!" You know, and and because my wife was like, "Oh man, you know, I'm going to go over to my mom's." Like she took the kids over, and I was like, "I'm going to take a cold shower." I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know,
0: <laughs> it's it's difficult. It's I mean, a lot a lot of people have a story about some time when they're somewhere and the power is out, so they took a cold shower. But it's it's when you choose to do it, it's a different experience than you're forced to do it. That's right. That's and, right.
1: Well, I did it two days ago. Or I did it like for the past two days or three days. I just did it by choice. I turned it down to the lowest setting mm-hmm. and did it. And I, 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 it is, it is different. I feel like it's more mentally easy when you choose to do it. I don't know. For me, it was.
0: I mean, it's an internal, it's, I'm not doing the cold showers. It's not an environmental thing. That's a, right. you know what it is? Right. It's um, when you exercise or do personal growth things, you do something and you benefit from the experience, but usually there's some, if you lift weights or you go jogging or you sketch a picture every day, there's always some time and cost involved. Mm-hmm. Taking a cold shower, no time, no cost. Actually, you save time because usually it's going to be a shorter shower. Right. <laughs> yeah. You save cost. So it's, there's two things that are, there's no thing, there's nothing holding you back from doing it. So cold showers. Mm-hmm. And the other is, I don't know if you know that I, I wake up, I have the alarm over here. And I have, to, I have to wake up, make my bed, cross the room, turn off the alarm before it switches to the next minute. So I have 60 seconds to get up, get out of bed, make the bed, walk oh, over like the room. And I like that. I like that. Again, no cost, no time. It right. saves time. Right. I thought it was going to be horrible. And it was for the first couple of months. And then one day, about two months into it. And by the way, I, I did this because I was teaching a leadership class at NYU. And I assigned the students to pick a SIDCHA, a daily habit to do. Yeah, one of them was saying how she she would spend half an hour to get up every morning, and she's like, I, I want to change that. I want to get up faster. Mm-hmm. And then, but then she started talking about how difficult it would be, and oh, it's going to be so hard, so hard, so hard. I said, you, it may be easy, it may be hard, but once you believe that it's hard, it's going to be hard because you're right. It's your belief that's how you're going to respond to your belief, right. not the reality. Right. As I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, I spend like 40 minutes getting out of bed, and. And it's possible it's hard, but I don't think it's actually that hard. I think it's a belief. Right. So I thought, yeah, oh, I want to go for it. I want to do it too. So it wasn't, I don't even know if I mentioned it to her. I mean, since then I mentioned it to her because I still think of her after. This now years later. And for a couple months, it was brutal. I was like, oh, I don't want to get up. And then I realized that once I got up, I one of the things I tell myself, I can get back into bed if I want. Just get up, do the thing make it, and then if I'm really tired, just get back in, but I never would go back. Right. And I realized that a lot of it is, you. I think that what I want to, I have to motivate myself to get up and do my calisthenics and all this stuff. That's not what I have to do. All I have to do is start those things. That's right. Like when I'm, if I have burpees to do, most days I do three sets of nine in the morning, three sets of nine in the evening, plus all these calisthenics afterward. Before Mm -hmm. I start, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. But even when I'm super tired, once I do the first one. That's right. The rest of it is okay. Now I'm just finishing. It's that's right. And then I developed the skill to not do the whole thing, but to switch modes in which to the mode where I just want to finish it. And this is such a lower level of challenge to just know that I have to get in that mode. And then all I have to do is learn a lot of little tricks to get in that mode. If I want to lift weights, that's right. First, mop the floor because that's what I do before I'm before I lift the weights.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I do that with my students actually. There's a lot of, I would say maybe like 60, 70% or more, maybe maybe a little bit more than that, like of my students, like tend to be more like what I was saying about myself, where it's it's they have trouble scheduling things and they have trouble like being consistent or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And so I always tell them that exact thing that you're saying. I say, look, do something achievable. And they're like, Well, what what could that be? I'm just starting out and I have like they have they're like, I have no focus. I can only do it for you know, certain minutes. I said, okay. I said, do sketches for, for two minutes. I said, just do for a week. I said, just do two minute sketches, of, like a day, two minutes of sketching. That's it. And sure enough, every time, you know, they're, they're like, well, I actually did more like 30, <laughs> yeah. you know, every day. And, and it, that's what happens. It's, it's, I always tell people, like, if you're struggling, my students, I always say, do something achievable, do something achievable that you can do And that will build. And it's like you said, it's just getting started. It really is just getting once you're in. This is why I like working out from home and doing it here, because otherwise you've got to get up, get in the car, Mm -hmm. get like, you know, get dressed, do the like there's people that do that and that's cool. But for me, I like to just get into it. Like I like to just okay, I gotta work out, like boom. And I just as fast as I can start it and just start, you know. Do you know doing everything I need to do? Because at that point, it's like you, like you said, at that point, once you're doing it, you're like, I'm not going to stop. It's about lowering barriers
0: stop. to what you, to what you want to do, and the more that you do that, there's a word for that. It's creating a lifestyle,
1: right? It's living right. a
0: lifestyle, and that's it. Right. That's how do you live a healthy lifestyle? It's like you, you lower the barriers of doing the healthy things, and then that's just a natural thing to do.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is that's sort of what you're doing for people like me, where you're saying if you were to come to me and say, listen, you got to stop flying. You got to stop driving. You got to, I'd be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I'd be like, hold up, man. Like what? You know, I, I mean, it would be like, it would be like overwhelming. You know, I would feel, Whoa, if you came to me with all of that at once, like, listen, you know, like there's flooding in this country and like, or, you know, or this area over here and we're causing it or, you know, I'm like, Whoa, you know, it would definitely be, overwhelming to me and would not feel like something i could do you know it's like here's a bucket there's the ocean like you know (laughs) like you know and that's what it would feel like to me so but now having done what i've done i'm like oh i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna and like we were talking about i said i was thinking about sending you something and my first thought was i'm sending him something i said well what can i send him that could be composted i'm like because i'm not gonna send him some kind of plastic package or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to add to his trash. He's got one trash bag a year, you know? So I'm like, oh, you know, and, and so I'm thinking about all those things now. And I'm thinking like, well, maybe I could take a bag to the grocery store and put potatoes in it and reuse the bag or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. You know, I, it's like, why not? Why can't I do that? You know?
0: And then I wrote you back and do you know how long it took me to write that email? It's, I mean, I've written that email many, many times of like, oh, that's I appreciate that's the funny. sentiment uh, yeah. you know, I want you yeah. to know it's a thought that counts and I don't, sure. Sure. I, don't, I hope you don't take this the wrong way.
1: No, I love that response. I thought it was great. Like I don't take it personal like that. You know what I mean? I know it's not, some people might be, I guess some people might be offended, by. I know exactly why you did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I get it. You know? uh, oh, I totally get it. I liked it. I liked that response. Actually. I thought it was, it was good, you know? And, but we, you knew I was thinking about you and yeah. I threw it out there. It was, uh, there you go.
0: <laughs> now let me, I'm going to go back and the emotions. How is, it, how is it now? What What's the feeling now connected with picking up garbage and, and as it expands to other things, it sounds like?
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure. It's like it, you kind of ruined, ruined it for me in a good way because now I can't see anything. <laughs> I'm like looking around and I'm like, oh, so much garbage, like, you know, like I, I'm picking it up.
0: What are the emotions you feel when you see the garbage? Oh,
1: I feel, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I feel sort of i'd have to think i'd have to think about that i think but but i definitely feel sort of sad about it that's like the most general i know that's not very specific but but i feel first i feel sort of sad and i feel like it's kind of pointless like because it's so easy to do futile yeah yeah it's so easy to do i'm like why why are we not doing that why are people not doing that regardless of who you are like you can pick up trash when you, you know, when you see it, but I also feel like, why didn't I do that before? Or why does no one talking about that? And why, you know, I start to
0: confusion bewilderment.
1: Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a little bit like that, but then I try to turn it. I I try to turn that inward because I tend to, when I'm doing like that, I'm like, well, I'm doing it now. So you guys should be, you know, I, I try to, I'm trying to turn it inward and say, okay, well, let me just, let me just start figuring out what I can do, you know, and and that's sort of my thought process.
0: <laughs> you turn it into motivation,
1: right? Right. But I mean, I did like I saw a guy just like he had a McDonald's bag and mm-hmm. like just put it down and shut the car door with like the drink and the bag. And they put it and next to the left. car, right? Yeah, next to the yeah. car. Oh my god! And I was Curbs just like, I mean, I couldn't here. help it. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that guy. Like, listen, you know, I. I'm not saying anything about that guy. Like, you know, I may, I may come to him, this information and he may even say like, oh yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. You're right. You know, but, but that made me mad. When I, saw it. I was like, I was like, dude, the whole bag, like just set the bag down. Like, you know, and I try to talk about this with my kids too. Like there's consequences. Like you, we always try to tell them, you know, regardless of whatever decision you make, there's consequences. So if you are in a restaurant or something and you just throw your stuff on the ground or you just are sloppy and you let your food on the fall on the ground or whatever, or something like that. There's a reasonable balance here, but, but if they do that, if somebody's got to clean it up, so, you know, they don't have to clean it up. Maybe, you know, but I like, to, I like to encourage them to do that. I say, look, clean it up. Like, cause I've done this type of job before, but I'm like, but the whole point is like, somebody's going to have to take care of that or pay for that or whatever. And so it's the same thing with, with trash. Like at some point, somebody's going to suffer for that somewhere. You know, and it might not be you, but it, it might be, you know, but I almost feel like it would have to be us for us to really, I don't know, but yeah, I do feel like a little bit bewildered, I guess.
0: <laughs> there is this, I'm also hearing that I'm hearing frustration. I'm hearing feeling down on humanity, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, kind of like like what's in a, what's in a person's heart that they can, I got this problem. I have this bag. And if I, if I put, keep it in my car, my car's all messed up. If I just right. put it down here, I don't have a problem anymore. Right. Now, you know, right. I, there's no question in my mind and no one, I'm open to it, but I doubt I could be convinced otherwise or shown otherwise that he knows Right that the problem is not gone away. It's right. just giving it to somebody else. Right. Yeah. And there's, and because we all have done it. We right. have all right. done it. No right. one listening to this right. has not done this. Right. And, right. And it's not just something so blatant as putting wrappers on the ground, but right. it's, you know, the trip we didn't have to take. Right. Right. The thing we didn't have to buy. Sure. The, we take the clothes to the Goodwill and we're like, Oh, now it's going to get used. And we know how much <laughs> I've seen the lines to drop off donations at Goodwill longer yeah. than lines of people buying stuff there. We're right. treating it as if it's like, this is like what makes us feel good because we're sharing it with the. But no, we know that it's most of that stuff is it's going to the landfills. I mean, we think right. oh they'll send it to Africa and like Africa's flooded with Zara and H&M <laughs> stuff right. and we know we know we know
1: right And
0: right. though you go to the tech communities and they're all like nuclear nuclear that says everything and they know mm. they're like oh we know how to solve the nuclear waste problem you just dig a hole and put the stuff in I'm like we know nothing need be said about that that like right. this is not a plausible solution
1: right Oh, I was just going to say this real quick, like just so everybody knows, like I'm not I mean, I'm not no one that knows me would say that I'm an environmentalist. So what I'm saying, though, no, if they said, oh, John's an environmentalist, they'd be like, what? You know, so I'm just the reason I say that is just to give some context, because I'm talking about this and like the the bewilderment and sort of feeling like that. But that's really kind of a new thing for me.
0: Yeah, it's from this exercise.
1: Yeah, just from the exercise. I just wanted to point that out because I didn't. You know anybody that's listening? You know I'm not whatever people would say. Like you know I, I could see I could see some friends I've had over over my life saying, "Oh, John's on the tree hugger you know thing or what you know or whatever." Like you've got some friends like that too. We were you know we were talking about that. Like, but I I feel like if you honestly just look around and do what you were asking me to do, like if you honestly do it and you're actually looking and actually involved. Like you see it and you're like, you can, you can pretend it's not there. You can like pretend like you don't see it and pretend like, but it's there. Like if you just look, it's there. So it's, you kind of have to deal with that. If you, if you start paying attention,
0: you the know? emotions <laughs> that you're feeling of frustration, bewilderment of confusion, if I'm getting them right, correct me if I'm, if I'm yeah, right.
1: No, no. Yeah, sure.
0: Most people, if you say, what emotions would you like to feel? They're like happy and satisfied and, and joy. Right. Not many people would say I'd like to feel frustrated and down on humanity. Right. <laughs> so my question to you is, would you rather if you could go back are you would you rather have the emotions that you're feeling now or not
1: oh i'm not the i'm not the ignorance is bliss kind of guy man i'm not i'm like give it to me straight like i don't any relationships with me everything like like you know i'm like give me the honest truth i don't want i do not prefer comfort over the truth you know what i mean and it's never going to be perfect like you can't Once you come to grips with whatever the issue is, like my wife, this is how, this is why I love her. I love her. I mean, this is one of the reasons I love her. This isn't the only reason, but like she calls me out. And actually, when we were dating, like we had been dating in college for about like, I think it was like three years at that point. And I was about to graduate a year after that. And I was like, we're probably going to get married. I thought, I dropped her off one day and I said, we're probably going to get married. And I was like, man, we're going to fight a lot when we first get married. And this is what I'm saying in the car. I'm like, do I want to get married to her? So I'm like, that's where it's going. And, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, she's, she's the perfect person for me. I was like, cause she, and my dad always says, you know, she like calls all your bull crap, John, you know, like she, you know, she knows when you're, you know, full of it or whatever. And and she does, I love that about her. So for me, I would not, I appreciate her saying, Hey, you're doing this and this and this and this. And there, I don't always respond well. I don't always respond well. I don't always say, Oh, thank you for that, you know, that's great advice. And I, you know, I just want to be a better person. <laughs> like I don't always respond like that, but eventually I do. Eventually I do. Eventually like, and so, for some of those things, it's been years that she said, Hey, you're doing that. And I've been like, I don't, you know, I would, I would have some response or whatever that would be evasive or what, and not realizing I'm just rationalizing or doing whatever. And then I come to grips with it. And it's same for her with me and her, but I would always prefer that because you can't, I feel like you, like, if you're going to say ignorance is bliss like that, you have to swallow that pill. And that, that is like a poisonous pill that just, then anything's possible. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like. You mean
0: the, mo- you can just keep moving the goalposts over and over and over again yes. until you've sold out your values and there's nothing yes. left of you anymore. Yeah.
1: I feel like any, de- any level of depravity is pretty much,
0: oh man, it's pretty much. You, like I'm gonna tell open. you a story. Sorry to interrupt. I, oh no, um, no,
1: I love it. I love it. Go for it. I don't care. Go for it.
0: I got this friend out in California and his business, he goes to where addicts are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And apparently there's a lot of addicts who want to go to rehab, but the actual going is an issue. They, they don't want to actually get up and do it. But if they if someone got them there, they would do it. So he picks people, he goes to the hotels where they work or where they where they junky do the junky stuff. And they know him. You know, some rotating cast, I guess. But when yeah. he shows up, he knocks on the door. They open up. They know who he is. And he's like, "Anyone want to go this time?" And sometimes no one wants to go. And sometimes one or two say, "I'm ready. Take me." Yeah. And they'll yeah. get in his car and he'll drive them over to rehab. Yeah. Actually, he says it almost every single time. They start driving and they're like, "Does McDonald's like halfway down the like down the road?" And they're like, "One more." And yeah, you know, that's the addiction speaking. They're like, "Yep." This idea of that polluting that oh this flight. Will pollute, but actually, it reduces more flights later, right? We all know that feeling, right, except right. there, it's like more clear because it's heroin or meth or whatever it is, right? Anyway, the story is that these hotel rooms where they stay are they are deplorable. I mean, it's like it's mm. just bodily fluids and and
1: yeah. waste yeah. all over the yeah. place,
0: and yeah. and he says that anyone who sees it, who's not a junkie, would say this is like. This is what no one would ever live in such conditions, right? Right. But the junkies don't to. see it that way, right? Because for them, it's euphoria and support. Mm-hmm. It's a place where they can do their thing, or surrounded by people that also do that thing. And the mess is a side effect that they can be a part of a supportive group with similar values. They may think, "Well, this isn't really what I would do in the long term, but for now, it's what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. Right. I've just described all of humanity and Earth, right? That we. And, and we don't see it, right? You walked past it and yeah. didn't see it because you're thinking about the park and your kids and stuff, and you're not really right. thinking about the cigarette butts and whatever other, other garbage is right. there. But that's them, right? We're just thinking about the sunshine and stuff, but we're not looking at what we're actually doing.
1: Right, exactly. And you have to, like, you know, and this is where it's 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 frustrating for me now. And I'm glad that you're talking, like we, we talked about this. I'm glad that you're talking to politicians on all sides of the fence because. I don't, I mean, when, a, when you really break it down and if you were to say to somebody like, look, like, look, like, look at this stuff in this river, you know, and, you know, don't use it as a political platform to get votes, just showing people this river and also don't ignore it to get votes from the business that's dumping
0: it. Uh, note, note my first step. First, find out what their values are. Then right. act on, actually, you're in Texas. If you know Texas preacher or Texas conservative to have on this podcast, bring it to me because that's exactly who sure, I want. work with. So he was referring. Yeah. So listeners don't know that in the 20 minutes before we hit record, we were talking about, um, one of the things I mentioned was I talk to people who, whom I disagree with. I talk to mm-hmm. especially political conservatives and evangelicals yeah. are, it kills me when I hear people hitting them over the head with like, Oh, you're so bad. Yeah. yeah. Don't you know, look how wrong you are. Right. Like, right. It get people to disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you find me one person who pollutes who doesn't believe that the earth should be clean and pure and right. unpolluted. Right. And so right. once you tell them what they're doing is wrong, they're like, well, they're not going to listen to you, especially if you also pollute, which we all do. Right.
1: Right. Well, and I think it comes down to what you were saying before too. Like when you were talking about like uh, talking about not taking flights or doing something like that. And you said uh, something that was very interesting, which is true. Like when you tell someone you can't take flights, they you're you're saying you can't pollute the environment. They're hearing, I can't visit my mom or I can't, you know, whatever you were saying at the time. So it takes in order to be, you know, sort of an in-between between with a person like that, you have to understand where they're coming from, like you're saying, and you have to actually be involved in helping them come to a solution for that or figure out something, you know, or, you know, maybe you can't figure it out, but it's at least just like, there has to be some sort of give and take there, like understanding where they're coming from, like, a business, you know, if a business... You're going to have well, a
0: challenge that right. over the next weeks or months that you're going to want to share with people your garbage experience, I predict, yeah. because it's been, a, yeah. if, I, right. if I'm if i not overstating it, you had a rewarding family, sure. community sure. experience. Yeah. And you want to share reward, family, yeah. community. And yeah. they're going to hear, here's a bucket, here's the ocean.
1: That's right. That's right. Well,
0: you, you've, you've experienced my technique. That's, I don't yeah. know if it's the only technique. It's the only technique I know of that's a leadership technique where it connects with someone's values and, and yeah. gets them into the mode that you're in of, oh, I discovered this thing that's been all around me. Yeah. And now I want more, as opposed to if totally. I said, "Here's what you should do." Well, you said what would happen? if You would be like, uh. right? And so you you have to learn my technique, or learn some other technique, or figure out how to get it to how to talk to people.
1: Well, it's interesting because I've already started doing that. And based on what you're saying, like, I'm probably, I mean, I guess I could be like the Texas conservative evangelical for you. I could be that guy maybe, <laughs> but, but my, I actually had a conversation with somebody and I don't know if it was my family or a friend, but I was talking about this, what I'm doing. And I said, listen, I was like the church as a whole. I mean, the church as a whole, I was like, they've dropped the ball with environmental stuff. I was like hundred percent. And I said, and I'm thinking more and more about that. And they were like, really, what do you, you know, my friend, my friends, he's real good. I, I, I remember who it was now. Cause he was like, totally. He's like, I agree with you. He's a real thinker too. And, and I said, some people have even said, well, it's all going to burn that kind of a thing. Like that meant that like hilarious mentality. And I'm like, what you said and what I was saying is hundred percent true is we are stewards. And I was like, if, if you have that mentality and if you have that mindset, and this is what I was saying to, you know, to them, I said, if you have that mentality that we are stewards of this, creation that's here or this environment or this whatever i said if you if that's your belief that we're stewards of it then why the heck would we trash everything i was like we're stewards of our kids we're stewards of you know our money or we're steward we talk about all those things right the church talks about all those things but they don't talk about being stewards of the environment and and it the church as a whole has completely dropped the ball on that and it's like and it's sad you know and it's sad and so i think with the people that i know I could a hundred percent become, I mean, I, I don't know if I can make a big difference. I mean, but I could definitely be the people that I know. That's a conversation that I will have for sure, because I haven't thought about it. And I don't, and I ha, I'm like, why is this not being talked about? That's my whole thing. It's like, why this is, this should be a key tenant and a key part of what we are stewards. We should be behaving this way. You know, I don't know. You
0: know, I'm going to say, I just hit me. I should have said this to you a long time ago. I don't know if you're interested in this. But do you know about the other podcasts in the family? Uh, no. You- the way, one of the ways this podcast oh, yes. is growing yes. Yes. is that there are other offshoots. Right. So there's, there's a this sustainable life in Sweden, in Italy, and right. England, in Japan. Right. And it's not just ge- – I, I just said it geographical, but it's actually – some of them are ge- geography-based, like Italy, mm-hmm. but some of them are interest-based. Right. If you wanted to – I'm saying this now to all listeners. Right,
1: right. <laughs> but also you. Yeah,
0: Oh, and one more thing is that when you do this podcast, it opens doors because mm-hmm. people like the experience that you're having. Yeah, you bring that experience to others, right? And then they, I get a lot of referrals of people saying, right. "Now that I've now been on the podcast, here's someone else you should have on the podcast because they like the experience." Right, and also because it's an, I'm not getting anything out of this. There's no advertising, right? And so right.
1: it opens doors. I tried to send you something, and, and you did, you know, yeah. So that even <laughs> just so people out there know, <laughs> you're not getting anything out of it, you
0: know. The, not getting any material out of it.
1: Right, right, correct, yeah.
0: And the, Well, in a uh, clean world. Yeah. And so if someone wants to start their own version of this podcast, then I will train them. They will get a personal benefit of being able to connect with whomever they want. So if you wanted to meet all the top art, if you want to do the Sustainable Life artists, right? I'm not saying you do, but if you did, yeah, yeah. Then, and you want to meet like Coons or whoever, then right. this would open the door. You would have relationships where they would feel about you the way you feel about me right now right the costs are I mean it's a bit you have to buy it well you already have a microphone right. yeah and the mp3 hosting sites are free now so it's it's really it's time but it's time meeting yeah. the top people in your field right all I ask right. in return is that use the technique I will train you in the technique mm-hmm. so that you will mm-hmm. know how to walk people through the the steps yeah. that I did with you and you yeah. know the challenge is really what happens when it doesn't go the, the way you expect it. and what I want in return is do at least 50 episodes yeah use the logo and be a part, uh-huh. and then once a month, we have the This Sustainable Life podcast host summit where all the different hosts meet each other. And there's like this great community forming. That's cool. If you wanted to do, or if you want to do like Texas Evangelicals. Oh man, that would be awesome. Then I would love that. Dude, I would love that because
1: they would be, I'd be like, we're going to talk about the environment. And <laughs> I would love that, man. That'd be have, hilarious.
0: Here's something I've been saying <laughs> lately. I haven't started working this into my conversation. So uh, this is, I don't think this is the first time I'm saying this publicly, but I think I can credibly say that I'm more conservative. Like someone would, some would say, we got to meet in the middle. Right. Everyone's looking right. for how, what's the common ground for everybody? But right, I'm going the opposite right. direction in a way. I believe that I'm more, by picking up other people's garbage. That's correct. I'm That's more correct. conservative than conservatives. Right. More liberal I, than I liberals. Agree. Right. More self-serving than Donald Trump. More <laughs> capitalists than Adam Smith. More equality-minded than feminists or, or BLM. Interesting. Or men's rights. More humble than, um, who's humble?
1: I don't know, that, God, or something. It's tough in America yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> no, right. <laughs> uh, more
0: artistic than pick an artist. Mm-hmm. By more of a leader than, I, I can't think of a leader who's alive today who's leading on more than this. Right. It's, it's like more of everything because. Sometimes I say, you know, a, a man never stands so tall as when he bends over to pick up someone else's garbage. Oh, you were talking about garbage mm-hmm. earlier, of like are your kids picking stuff. And I have this rule mm-hmm. for myself: is like, which do you pick up, which do you not pick up. One of my rules is, if it's not yours, pick it up. Right. Because a lot of people would say right. the opposite, right? So it's right. If you really want to do it, we could do some training exercises, and then if you wanted to do at least fifty episodes, man, I would. <laughs> I was going to say I would. I would support you with everything I've got, of course. Everyone right. who does it, I want to support them because sure. every group sure. that they reach sure. is like another awesome group. Sure. I mean, I can tell you, I don't know if I've told you about some of the episodes I've done with evangelicals and conservatives. Mm-hmm. They yeah. love it. If oh, I'm, sure. Because I'm not coming in, I can't say exactly why. I mean, there's certainly a right. selection effect, but of, of yeah. the people that I'm working with, they, they're chosen right. to work with me. But right. it's cleaning up your neighborhood, it's cleaning up your land, it's cleaning up your, your water, yeah. it's connecting with your community. Yeah. It's It's personal responsibility it's stewardship of this wonderful gift that we've gotten who am i to take a gift that someone or that was given to me not for me alone right it's for everybody and if i use more than my share i'm taking a gift that who gave that gift to me that's right i'm taking from that person right how did you say church drop the ball it's like more than dropping the ball oh yeah yeah it's like
1: took the wrecking ball and and like went the other direction. With and then it. the flip side yeah. is when picking right. up
0: the garbage with the family. And you said the, the other people saw you guys picking the stuff up and they're like, well, it going gone over there. Yeah. But imagine once you practice enough, then you go over and you're like, you're sharing with them family. You're sharing right. with them community. You're sharing with them stewardship. Right. right. Then they, then they thank you for it.
1: Yeah. It's like, and, and it's, it's multifaceted too because that same concept so the whole idea of like your body being the temple, you know that kind of a thing, and you you know you like uh, it's don't defile the temple. That kind of a concept or whatever. That whole thing that comes into play with what you eat, what you like, also involved in the environment. We are stewards of you know the animals, the environment, you know all of that. So you know it's like there's there's all of that that comes into it too, and and so I think I think what. This approach is really interesting because I think what most people that I would talk to would say, they would say, oh, like, those people are crazy. That are, That's what they would say. Like, those people are crazy who are, like, doing all that stuff. Like, they're not in reality. They don't understand the way reality works. I bet you that's what a lot of people that I would talk to would say. Like, people who want who want to just not eat any meat or not, you know, they're like, oh, they're just, like, you know, dyed hair like nose ring, like pot smoking, like whatever, you know, that kind of a thing. If they were going to be as, as honest and crass as they were going to, you know, uh, that's what they would say, you know? And so what's fascinating though, is that when you take that and actually flip it, which I agree with you hundred percent, I think, I think that is it. Like the whole idea of being a good steward is a hundred percent a biblical concept. So if you take these evangelical people and you show them that you know like because you i don't know if i told you this but i I actually studied like koine greek and and stuff like that and i was actually i went to bible school i did not know if i told you that oh i didn't know that so yeah yeah so i went to bible school so i studied koine greek and studied hebrew my dad is involved with archaeology and stuff and so Mm -hmm. and teaches and he actually went to he was like the only what do you say the goy the only white guy that was at this uh it was a, a, what was the university? Oh gosh, it was, cause it was at Towson University, but it was the Jewish studies section there. So he was like the only like white guy there. And they would always ask him, like, hey, what's your opinion on, on this? And what, what do, as a pastor, what do you think about this? And, and everybody kind of turned and he was like, okay, you know, and, <laughs> and they're studying the Midrash or something and he's talking about it from the, you know, so he was always that guy. And mm-hmm. they actually asked him to speak when he graduated, like from there and he got his, he has like a double master's and a doctorate, but, when he got his doctorate in, I guess it was Near Eastern studies or whatever there, but he, he they asked him to speak. So he was actually asked to speak, and that was like a big that was a big deal for him, you know. And he had so many friends there, and they were from completely like you'd think that they were completely, you know, demetrically opposed from one another. So, anyways, I guess that's in my blood, like kind of, you know, those those two different viewpoints and seeing all of that. But anyways, I all of that to say if I were to talk to those people and discuss things with them. I can actually show them like like biblically speaking like why that makes sense and why like actually point it out and say you know this and this and this and I think I'm trying to like I'm trying to think of how it got there like I'm like how did that happen like how did how did conservative evangelicals be the one be the ones to say, screw everything and just dump it in the river. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Oh, I got a lot of ideas on. I could answer that one. I'm interested. I'm interested. Oh, there's a few things. I mean, one of them is that the others, the liberals, saw a winning issue and said, we're going to win. And therefore, they. no one was, I don't see any attempt to work together from, so the, the people who figured it out, who saw the globe as warming. Yeah. They were not the ones – they were not the conservatives, nor right. the, the religious. Right. And they said, well, we've got to stop this. And they are doing it. So they, they created an adversarial relationship. Oh, uh, okay. This is one effect, not the only effect, but it's one. Yeah. Another is that if you look back at how oil, plastic – this all came from business, mostly mm. – no one, and there's no way when people started using oil that they could have and believed that we'd warm the globe. There's no right. way that they could have imagined when they made plastic, which, by the way, the first use of plastic was to replace ivory and billiard balls. Oh, well, interesting. anyone would choose to do that.
1: Oh, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's, that's yeah, really and, interesting.
0: And, and also, the first use of oil was to save labor.
1: Hmm.
0: It actually contributed to decreasing slavery. Hmm. Well, who would not choose? Of course, everyone would right. choose that.
1: Interesting.
0: That's interesting. Now, as as it's worked out, the assets are owned by conservatives and evangelicals of like Houston. Like, who owns those assets that are right, like, all that right. all that stuff along the Gulf? What do you call it? The petroleum coast or something like that? Right, right. It's mostly so. If you have a lot of assets that are going to lose a lot of value, you mm, tend to believe yeah. what will keep the value there. Right, right. And if to be generous, at the beginning when the when they started going, the people who now own those assets started going down that path. They could not have seen where it was going to go. Hmm. I think it's reasonable, 150 years ago, to imagine if you're going into oil. Yeah, you see, it's some pollution, but that stuff you can—that not on the not what we see today. There's no way that they could have extrapolated. I don't think anyone then, without knowing what we know now, could have extrapolated to where it would be. And once yeah. the systems yeah. are in place and the money's made, then now the system is very difficult to change a system on a national or global level. Mm-hmm. So, right. I think for reasons that no one could have anticipated, the the effects of people made choices that were probably the right choices at the time. Based on what they knew, not on what we know. Yeah, and here's where we are. It wasn't intentional, right. but that's the way it worked out.
1: Yeah, and that everything and nowadays, it, I feel like regardless of how like mundane it is, it just becomes politicized or becomes like some, somehow it's like whether you like well, it's become a moralist
0: moralistic issue. Yeah, it's become yeah. a freedom issue, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, and that's why I'm right. taking the lump. So when I do something, right. I show up on MAGA media. <laughs> My friends are like, what's right. wrong with you? I'm like, actually, it's so I'll, I'll put it in a more easy context. When I pick up garbage, people are like, why do you pick up garbage? Why do you pick up other people's garbage? I'm like, that's what I, I at first, that's what I felt as well. Now, why don't other people? You're clearly right. going to clean up your world, right. whatever right. the cause was. Right, This is going to make your world cleaner. How are we not right. everyone picking up garbage? Right. And no one knows that the, one of the main effects is, I'm, you didn't mention this, but I suspect it will happen is that the more that you pick up garbage, the less you will tolerate buying stuff that will create garbage, whether it's going to go the right. garbage or on the street right. or anywhere it's going to go. You can't buy that's the right. bottled water anymore. You just can't buy the... That's right. And broccoli is not the stuff that's coming super packaged. That's it right. might have a rubber band yeah. on it or something Right. Uh, a Twist right. tie, right. but nothing on the scale yeah. of like snack wells.
1: That's right. And then that's you right. look
0: at those things with this disgust and yeah, it becomes effortless. In fact, it would take effort to get that stuff now like there's right. not enough money in the world for me to eat a twinkie i the, right. you cannot get me to eat a twinkie oh yeah and, i'm with you on that and, but <laughs> i remember the, i know the first time i ever ate a twinkie i probably ate like eight because right. was. so
1: right <laughs> as a kid i did too yeah it's true and oh.
0: likewise with um picking up people's garbage of course that's what i want to do how can how can we not
1: right right
0: so are, are you am i reading that you're you want to do this I mean, you don't have to commit right now. If you're thinking yes, you don't, I'm not saying say yes right now, but right. is there some chance of you might want to do it?
1: There, There is some chance. I want to make sure 50 episodes is a lot of commitment. I want to make sure that I can do it, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm interested. That's why I say I'm definitely interested. It would be, it would be cool. It would be cool. You could
0: do, is it, do you prefer more the Texas conservative evangelicals, more artists? I, don't know. I, was, I, I, I might, guess you could do both.
1: I might I might do either. Yeah. I mean, whoever, like, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean I, I would be open to actually talking to, to anybody about it and <laughs> you know These I mean, are
0: two demographics I would love to do myself, but I would be more than happy to let you get right,
1: them. right. I mean, even if I can't do it, like I would love to funnel people to you, you know, and all of that as well.
0: Yeah, that's like saying, even if I don't make art, I like to look at art. Like, you've got to make art. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you do. I don't know if other it's people true. could, could no, no, it's true. just looking.
1: It's true. Yes, totally. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I get I get you. <laughs> All right,
0: so I propose this. Well, now we're way over. I think we're, I haven't kept track of when we started, but I think we're well over an hour into this. Okay. So I'm going to propose that we, we formally stop this recording. Okay. But that we schedule for next, maybe next week. Uh-huh. That we do another, that we talk about, that we talk. Yeah. And at that time, if, you're, if you say, no, Josh, I thought about, you know, time priorities, right. not, not going to do it. Yeah. Fine. But here's what it's going to be. Before we hang up, before we stop recording, I'm going to sh- describe to you the four-step process that I did with you. And then between now and if you're game for talking next week, yeah. you do that process with at least, say, three other people. Interesting. Yeah. So that you'll practice it. Uh-huh. And you'll see how it goes when you are the one doing what my role was. Right. And all the listeners get to hear too. And if they ever wanted, if they're, hopefully someone at home is listening and they're like, I want to do it with, you know, NBA players, or I want right. to do it with Hollywood stars. Right. or I want to do it with my neighborhood. Yeah. Then they'll think either they could contact me, you know, you know they know what to do. Contact right. me. Right. If you like the show, I recommend acting as my guests do. It works best with someone supportive, your spouse, parents, kids, neighbors, or friends. Learn the four-step process I do with my guests and describe it in my TEDx talks and do it together. You'll find yourself acting on something you care about, something meaningful. Whether you start big or small it doesn't matter. If you care, if it's meaningful, you'll keep doing it. You'll reach big. Eventually, stewardship will feel normal. You'll wish you had started earlier. Second, I recommend donating to help this podcast at joshuaspodekcom slash donate. I promote degrowth and stewardship, which no advertiser will touch, but brings joy, community, connection, and abundance to you when you act and global change in the long run. Help us keep going. That's joshuaspodek.com slash donate. All right. Are you ready for your first lesson? Let's do it. Here's the four steps. Okay. It's really five. Step zero is is to ask someone, is the environment something that matters to you? Uh The answer to that is always yes. I don't really count that as a step. Right. (laughs) Then I Has anyone
1: ever said no? Has anyone ever said no?
0: John Lee Dumas, at first, his answer was, it's not something really important to me right now. (laughs) Interesting. And I couldn't continue past there. So I had to keep talking to him until something came out. And then he he mentioned when he goes jogging, he comes back, there's a beach that he passes and the beach is often covered with garbage. And then I think he heard- In his own- Is global warming an issue of yours? Now, that's not what I asked, right? Right. So people hear what they expect to hear. And he came back to me with like, well, if it's not that important to me, tell me why it should be important. Hmm. I read, and I'm not sure exactly, but I read he was- he knew his arguments back and he was going to win that debate,
1: mm-hmm. but I
0: did not engage in that debate.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Because I knew, you don't go on a podcast at the time, it was called Leadership in the Environment without like being totally nebulous and not caring about the environment. So I knew that there's something there. And when someone says, oh, convince me otherwise, he's got something he wants to say. So I'm not going to get it out by arguing with him. Right. I'm, I'm just going to be like, well, what? Anyway, so, so if you listen to that episode, it's one of the shortest ones of where he, he went, it was like within minutes, he went from not, not something that's really a priority (laughs) for me at this stage in life to, he committed to taking a bag and going to the beach once, at least once a month for a year, Nice, one of the longest commitments. And by the end of the year, he was like taking, when his relatives came to visit, he and his niece went down to the beach together and he's picking up big things of garbage. Anyway. That's cool. Step one, after they after you get that, yes, is to say, what does the environment mean to you? And when you act on the environment, what motivates you? And I sometimes will say, not looking forward about saving the world. What in your past led you to that's valuable to you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What does the environment mean to you? And most people respond with what I call a cocktail party answer—something that they know. This, they're walking into judgment. They're walking into debate. Mm-hmm. And so they want to protect themselves. They've, right. they've had that debate enough right. time. So they'll say, right. Oh, my kids, my kids, you know, that's what I care about. Or, Oh, you should <laughs> see what we're doing to this world and we have to right. <laughs> change it all. And of course, everyone agrees with that, but it's not personal. Right. So then you have to keep asking supportive, non judgmental questions, generally confirming and clarifying questions until what comes out is usually it's an experience in their past, something if they're. If they grew up by the beach, it's often water related. If they grew up in the mountains, it's often forest related. Mm-hmm. If they grew up in the city, sometimes it's like that soccer field. Yeah, it's Something, and it could be that movie that they saw. It could be that experience that they had. And you keep going back and forth until something comes out that's genuine and authentic. Sometimes it's really hard because they really don't want to talk about it. And they just they just mm. keep coming back to, we have to do this and government has to do that. and We have to have carbon mm-hmm. tax and all this stuff. And that's not what they care about. Right. That's. And as long as we're talking about the 100 million Bangladeshis who are going to be displaced from their homes, unless they're Bangladeshi and they've been displaced or they know someone who's been displaced, they're talking about something that no one is going to argue, yes, we got to do something about that, of course, but that's not personal. Right, right. When it's about the apple tree that they used to pick and their grandmother would make the pies with it, that's where it comes from. Okay, so now that's come out. And then I usually end step one with what emotions, like to have them name That Have them name the emotions. So it could be wonder or awe or a sense of oneness or feeling calm, or it could be foreboding or fear. And usually it's a mix of these things. Mm -hmm. Then I say, all right, based on those emotions, and I'll I'll name the emotions that I just mentioned, I invite you at your option. I have to give them the option. I'm not telling them what to do. I'm not suggesting what they do. I invite you at your option to think of something you could do to act on those emotions. And before they answer, I have to say, Notice that what I didn't say, I'm not saying what's the most important thing you could do or what does National Geographic say that you should do. Right. It will have an effect, but that's not the point. Because if most people, if they think of how am I going to save the world, they realize that they can't alone. Right. And then they stop themselves. Right, right. But they can act on their values. So whether it makes a difference to the rest of the world or not, you picking up, you doing your um, turning off everything, that was a benefit to you that you felt tangibly. Right, right. So then I I put a couple of constraints, which is, has to be new, something you're not already doing, Mm -hmm. something physical, something that has a measurable effect. So they can't just say, I'm going to watch a movie or I'm going to-
1: Right, right, right. Or think about something or, yeah. (laughs) And it's something
0: that you do yourself. So you can't say, oh, I'm going to get other people to do it. Mm. Because everyone is like, oh, you know what? I'll get this group together and I'll have my kids pick it up or blah, blah, blah. And like, everything's not me, not now. So this is me now. Right. And most people will then respond with, well, I'm already doing this. I'm already doing that. I can't think of anything else. All right, that's they got to get rid of that because they've. We all know that we're contributing. We've all told ourselves, "I'm doing everything that I can." Look at all the things that I'm doing, and they think that it's a burden and a chore. Hmm. And you wouldn't have come up with picking up garbage, except that you did. I mean, if I told you that, I think you said this earlier. If if I told you to do that, you would have been like, "Ah."
1: "Well, yeah." Especially if it was like uh, apart from, like, if we didn't know each other at all, either, and like even even like it doesn't change the validity and the truth of what you're saying, but if we Mm -hmm. didn't know each other and all of that too, like it would, I would like to think that I would respond well, but I probably wouldn't have, you know, I probably wouldn't have.
0: And this step, once you get, and you will get this because you've had this experience yourself, people who do the podcast must have done this already, been on the receiving end of it because you've experienced it, improved your life. Yeah. I'm not overstating things. Yeah. So this step often requires a, a lot of persistence because people want to not act. They want to, but mm. you know, when you're doing it, that you are releasing, you're unleashing, you're giving them a chance to do something that they will like. And right. they're acting on their values. They, until they get that, they feel like they don't want to do it. Right. That it's a burden. It's a chore because right. all the experts have been making it into this. Here's one little thing you can do for the environment, implying you don't want to do it. Right. But you do <laughs> want a cleaner, whatever their value is. Yeah. They want to return to that apple tree. They want to return to that soccer field that they grew up next to in the city or something, whatever they, that will benefit them. And when they figure, when they figure out something to do for themselves, they will get that. Mm -hmm. They just, it takes a a back and forth of support, non-judgment until they get it. And then usually they'll have like a vague idea of like, oh, I'll pick up garbage for a while. Mm -hmm. Now step three which we're switching from leadership into management. Step three is make it a smart goal. So it's much—it's difficult to say, I'll eat less meat. It's much easier to say, I'll eat half as much meat, or I'll eat, eat," if they eat meat every dinner, than to say, I'll have two meals this week without meat. Right, right. Make it specific, specific, achievable, realistic, time-bound. By the end of that stage, they're usually like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Right. And then the last step is, how long do you think it'll be before you can say how it went let's schedule a second conversation so I can hear how it went. Mm -hmm. So the four steps, step zero, fifth, the step zero is, do you care about the environment? Is the environment something that matters to you? Yes. What does the environment mean to you? And then back and forth until the end of that step is, can you put some names to the emotions that you feel? And they come back and they're like, yes, happiness or joy or glee or foreboding or- Right. And then, okay, I invite you to your option to think of something to do to act on that. And- then they usually, and then, but I'm not asking you to fix all the world's problems by yourself overnight. I'm not saying what does New York times say for you to do and then make sure that it's new themselves and they're physical, doing it. Yeah. Physical component. Yeah. And then smart goal, and then schedule the second conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You could do it with your wife. You could do it with your kids, with neighbors. Right. Do you think you have enough to give a shot for.
1: I might. Yeah. Two or three times. Yeah. I can do I can do it two or three times. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, yeah, it won't cost you anything. It'll probably be right. conversations that you would have yeah. had with people anyway. Right. And you'll make mistakes. This is right. the time, you know, you're going to make mistakes just like, you're a teacher yeah. of this of a performance.
1: So you're saying to record that and stuff too, though.
0: Oh, the first couple of times not record. Right. If yeah. you want to record, record
1: if you yeah, want. Yeah, I was, I was assuming not for these first times, but you know, I, I wasn't sure what you meant. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is usually, and I've done the training enough that this is kind of like off the cuff. You can tell what I just yeah. told you. I've told many times before. Yeah, not yeah sure, room. sure. Usually, what I would do is then I would have you practice it with me, right? Just to make a couple mistakes the first time, yeah. But I'm going to with you since you teach people art and you see people make mistakes and you know that that's part of the learning process. Make the mistakes. We'll do next time. Right, right, right. Yeah. You'll make the mistakes with your friends and family or whatever, and then you'll come back to me and and then next time when we talk, you'll do it to me and I'll refine it. Right. If you choose not to continue. No problem. We're friend- I, I think we can call each other friends now, and we just had friendly conversation. Totally. Yeah. If you go for it, then I would say All right, do it with me. We'll get it down, and then I would say do it with some people and record it. Yeah. Not for publication, but to you know, recording adds an element to it. Right. And then, then I'd also say narrow down the scope. Figure out what group you want to work with, or what groups you want to work with. And then if you went for it, then we'd say, all right, let's formally get a name for it, put the mm-hmm. podcast up, connect it with mine, connect it with the family. And then yeah. you come, Yeah. we just had the podcast host summit uh, three days ago. So the next one is roughly a month from now. Oh, gotcha. And that would be it. I mean, for the next step is you do it, say three times between now and next week, if next week is a good time. And then, then we just get more and more refined each time. Right. Then- you can drop out anytime and not continue I mean, sure. you have your priorities. Sure. But if you do it, then I'd say, you know, I want you to use the logo, use the technique right. and do at least 50 episodes. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I I'll, think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And I think after you do 50, you'll want to do, you'll want to just keep going.
1: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can do it. I can do that. Like three, you know, three people this week. I've already got like people in mind that I could, that I could do it with. My wife would be an interesting one. I never even thought about that. I didn't think about, it, but that would be an interesting one to do. That one's fascinating, actually, because I'm curious. I'm curious about that because I've been kind of telling her a little bit of of what I've been thinking, so she's gotten that, but she didn't know specifically what I, I told her. I said, "Well, look, there's a challenge, like, and this and that," but I didn't. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious what she would. But I've got a, I've got some friends and people that I think that would be it would be really interesting.
0: Yeah, my role is to give you the technique right. so that you eventually express yourself through this yeah. medium. Yeah. It would be one of your artistic. I think it would yeah. be one of your artistic mediums.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to. I'm curious to see, like, you know, if, after oh go ahead.
0: After a while, what I'm doing with you is not technique. Right. I've done technique. What I'm doing with you is discovering you, discovering an artist, discovering right. a Texan relating to garbage, you know, right. related to this world. And I'm past the stage that you described in your students of, but I'm afraid of showing myself because now
1: I'm
0: fine to share that I pick up garbage. I'm fine to share that this is what I do. This is, this is a joyful experience for me. That's why I met this girl a while ago and our first date was we met and we went and picked up garbage together. (laughs) That's awesome. And it wasn't a weird, it wasn't weird. She was just like, that's what he's into. And that's cool. And that that's makes cool. a whole lot of sense. And we, right. you know, I was telling her, we're walking through Washington Shore Park and I'm like, this is where this, this type of garbage over here and that type of garbage over there. And she's like, oh, this, this is really cool. And I'm not like, oh, what if people think that? It's the opposite. Right. And, and in fact, now I'm like, I, I sometimes have to reset because I have to remind myself that like, <laughs> Some i do at people, people care. Like, how can right? you not pick up garbage? Why are you not picking, how can you <laughs> right. not? Like,
1: right, right totally well and and yeah that that side I would have like I honestly like I mean I I care probably too little what people think of me <laughs> it's actually a flaw well if
0: you if you can influence them it, it matters
1: right that's what I'm saying so it's but I have no problems being like hey I've been thinking about this and and you know it's it's been on my mind what do you think you know I have no problems with that at all like that's pretty much what I do every day <laughs> and everybody's always Oh, my my uh my sister-in-law is always like, she says, if you want she tells my my nephew and niece they're the same age as my kids. And she says, Well, if you want reality, she's like, go over to Uncle John's house. She's like, he'll give you, he'll give you whatever. <laughs> it's funny. So
0: that's a, a big benefit for me in this is that I each host takes it in a new direction and I right. see things that I wouldn't have seen. Yeah. I'm I'm halfway through an episode with uh, Alison in, in England she's doing some really introspective and sharing about herself and I'm, I'm listening I'm like i could have done that episode oh my god right. i i wouldn't think of that and yeah it's but it and, would be
1: fascinating though for me to hear like what uh evangelical pastors would say about the environment like i'm so to hear i'm it. really curious oh, and see listen like i'm they would know, it, like for me to be able to ask them too. Like they would know. I'm not. I'm not going after them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going after them because I'm like, dude, I'm one of you guys. Like I'm not going after you. Like I'm just, you know, maybe this. I, hopefully, I, I would approach it with the same way. Like maybe you haven't thought about it. You know that 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 would be sort of my mentality. It's like they probably haven't, or or they they don't for whatever reason. But I I tend to think I would hope that most of them, and it would be like what you described, where they would see the the sense in it and it would make it would make sense and
0: well I predict what would happen is at first you do it with family and friends and people closer right. to you right and then it would emerge right what to do like yeah. you, right now you just haven't had the experience to know right. how to approach them because you right. still think you want to bring them your experience but you don't yet know the what gets them hooked at the right. beginning and and that that'll come out and you'll be like ah oh. at some point you'll be like oh where's the pastor where's the, like yeah. I got to do this right now
1: yeah yeah because Yeah, it's, I really do think, well, and it it dovetails with what my wife actually wants to do, because she has, she has started working out and has started, you know, or she's been doing that for a while, but I'm saying, but she's been really feeling like she wants to, to talk to people about, about sort of the choice of like, like choosing to be healthy. And, and, and it's the same sort of thing that you're saying, but it's about health, like working out and taking care of yourself and, you know, and, and like challenges that way, like challenging people that way and saying, do this with me, like let's do it together. And she's been already been doing that sort of thing. It's very interesting. So those same sorts of thought process we've been having, we were like saying why, like you said, the addiction talking, like people are like, well, you know, I, 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 you know, I have my kids or I'm real busy with my kids or I have the, or I had, you know, and it's like, and then she'll always say to them, well, you know, you'd like to be able to play with your kids, right? You know, you'd like to be able to play with them and, and do things like that. And and if you're super overweight and she doesn't say this to them, but I'm saying if, if they're super overweight, you can't, you know, like you can't, but she says that, that in a nice way, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's, but it's that whole concept.
0: If you're Texan, Right. Did I just <laughs> yeah. you know I'm I not get myself in trouble with Texas now. <laughs> no,
1: it's totally fine. It's fine. No, we do. We have the oil barons here and and we have, you know, we have all that. I mean, that's just part of it. Well, it's true. I mean, there's a lot of people from California moving to Texas actually too. And and
0: that's in, a, the news, yeah.
1: in Dallas, yeah. There's a big there's there's um and I actually some people, you know, are like, oh my gosh, they're gonna totally change Texas and and they're like and they're upset about it, you know, because they're gonna come in and they're gonna you know, vote completely different, and we don't want to turn it into California and all this stuff. And and I'm like, yeah, I get that. I'm like, but there's, but that's assuming that everything in California is bad, you know. And and so I, you know, I think I'm gonna
0: do, I'm gonna stop from yeah. going into politics and differences between California yeah. and Texas. Oh yes, yeah. I'm gonna get yeah, back right. to yeah. You're right. Um, Let's stop the recording talk about that. <laughs> I propose stopping the recording. Yeah, and we'll schedule the next call, and then I guess we could. Rec- I don't know if we'll record that one or not. It's up to you, man. Let's wrap this one up now because we we can obviously just edit out that (laughs) other
1: stuff. That's I hate. Yeah, man, why does it? I feel like I'm Facebook. It like it just devolves into politics, and I hate. Let's (laughs) let's finish
0: with um from the experience that you had. uh, So let's wrap this up with a bow. Is let's do it from the experience you had with the kids, with the wife. What was any big takeaway, and any anything you would want listeners to to learn from the experience that maybe didn't come out yet?
1: Yeah. I mean I think I'm trying to think of what it didn't come out yet uh, that we were talking about, but i I think just we were talking about exercising and talking about doing these tasks and things like that, and you just take that first step and the rest just makes sense. um so what I would encourage everybody if if you're thinking about it I, number one no one none of my friends would ever describe me as like an environmentalist or or anything like that or an activist or something like that like they wouldn't describe me that way, but this was something that when, it, when I did it it and I took that first step and then naturally sort of led into the other things it was extremely beneficial and it changed my viewpoint and now I, I know it will lead into other things too it's sort of like the the uh, root of the tree that will yield other things and and you know I'm not putting the burden on myself right now of like changing the entire world, like you were saying but I, I know that I can do something and so what I would say to everybody is just take that first step like Whatever that is and however that looks, take that first step and just explore and make it something achievable, make it something you can do and, and just go for it because there really is benefit in it. And there's, this is coming from someone who I, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm having this conversation with you that I'm doing this, that, uh, it's, it's, it's not weird that I'm doing it, but it's just, I didn't expect it, you know? So when you got a hold of me, it was totally out of the blue and it's been really beneficial. So, so if there's anybody out there that's, that's sort of like me that, you know, like you just try it, just do it because it really is beneficial and it really, it will change your thinking in a good way. Um, and it's not, like you said, the process is, it's, it's not detestable. It's not, it's beneficial and I'm glad I did it, you know? And it's not like, oh man, that was such drudgery and I can't believe I, but I'm glad it's done. It's not that. I mean, I'm glad I did it. Like I'm going to keep doing it, you know? <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, I think
0: that wraps up really well. I think that'll be meaningful, and and uh, as much as we could keep talking for another five hours. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, Jonathan <laughs> Hardesty, Thank you very much. Thanks, man. It was great.